Welcome to The Short Score, your weekly update of rope and news from around the industry, where you can find the latest on the sport from the pro rodeo ranks to the jackpot world. I'm Taylor Vollen, and I'm your host. Hey everyone, it's your Short Score host, Taylor Vollen. On today's episode of The Short Score, we're gonna kinda switch things up and do something different that I haven't done with y'all yet. You're gonna be hearing me talk a lot. I'm gonna be kind of breaking down some things, looking at standings, playoff series standings, things like that, and giving you the full rundown. As we all know, the Northwest run is in full swing, so I'm gonna be bringing you an update on how the weekend's big rodeo shook out, And the PRCA playoff series finale is this weekend in Puyallup, Washington, and I've got the scoop on how it works, who's going to be there, and what this weekend means for the race to the 2023 NFR. So first, the weekend, Caleb Triggers and Junior Nagara continue to show why they're the reigning world champs and why they're number one in the world standings. The team raked in $16,769 over the last week. Their biggest win, Ellensburg, Washington. The win in Ellensburg was a first for Driggers and Junior, making it really special. And to make it even more special, it was the 100th anniversary for Ellensburg. Driggers and Junior won the first round with a 4-6 to take home $3,506 a man. In the second round, they were 5-7 to put them 10-3 on two head and bring them back to the short round tied at high call. And then in the short round, they went 6.7 seconds to finish third for $713 and win the average with a 17 on three head, good for $5,259 a man. Like I said, they raked in over $16,000. So where did the rest of that come from? Well, they also split the win at the Lake County Roundup in Lakeview, Oregon with a 4-2 to take home $3,470 to take home $3,478 each. They were fourth in the second round at Walla Walla with a 4-3 to both pocket $1,376. And lastly, in Parowan, Utah, they won second with a 4-7 for $2,437 a man. Now they both have $153,352.79, one on the year to further their lead in the world standings by $17,146.07. In standings talk, Nelson Wyatt jumped Dustin Agasquiza for the number two spot on the head side by a narrow margin. Nelson now has $136,206.72 won on the year. Dawson Graham also moved up a spot from 13th to 12th on the head side. He now has $85,944.52 won on the year, which also bumped Cody Snow to number 13th with $84,241.78. Luke Brown also jumped. He jumped from number 18 to 17 with $78,599.09. Chad Masters also did some moving. He moved to 19th in the standings with $71,416.91 won on the year. Over on the heel side, Coulter Todd jumped into the number six position with $113,552.94 on the year, which did push Patrick Smith to number seven with $104,768.48. I don't know about you guys, but I know us here at the Team Roping Journal are stoked to be seeing Derek and Coulter up in the top 15 deep like that too. We're really, really hoping that they're solidified for the finals because we're all super excited for that. Logan Medlin also did some jump in. He's now number nine with $92,929.51. Cole Curry jumped from 13th to 10th with $88,681.17. Coy Rallman and Jonathan Torres also had a big week in the Northwest, jumping Rallman from number 26 to number 20 on the head side. 
with $69,688.54 on the year. Torres jumped from number 24 to number 19 on the heel side with $73,494.26. Roman and Torres brought home $11,500 over the week with a big win in Walla Walla. They were third in the first round with a 4-7 for $1,542 a man, and then in the second round, they were 4-6 for 7th and $385 each. But their 9-3 on two head won them the average for $3,799 a man. They also picked up a $1,015 check for 10th in Filer, Idaho, and in Ellensburg, they were 5-1 for 4th in the first round to win $1,906 a man, and their 5-2 in the second round put them 10-3 on two head to tie for high call, which we know was tied with Driggers and Junior. They did end up fifth in the average and both brought home 2515 for the average. Now on to the playoff finale. The PRCA playoff series finale is this weekend in Puyallup, Washington, starting Thursday the 7th. Not familiar with the PRCA playoff series? Don't worry, I'll give you a short rundown. And if you're more of a reader, you can also find our full article on the TRJ website and an article covering who's going to Puyallup. So go ahead and look for that after I'm done talking at you. So throughout the year, rodeos are designated as tour rodeos where contestants are able to compete for playoff series points. Points are distributed to contestants who place in the top 20 at each of the playoff series rodeos. And there's kind of an extensive way that points are broken down. I'm not going to yap all of that at you guys. But like I said, go ahead and check out our article and you can find out more information. So the top 23 in the standings as of August 28th, 2023 qualify for the finale, which is in Puyallup, like I said. The NFR Open champs also get to go to Puyallup. They take the 24th spot. But say the NFR Open champs qualified for Puyallup in the top 23 of the playoff standings, they're going to drop down to the next highest placing team at the NFR Open or header healer if only one of them makes it off of standings and so on. They'll drop down as much as they need to to get that 24th spot in Puyallup. Now, if you know a little bit about the playoff series, you'll know that last year the finale in Puyallup was actually the last rodeo in the playoff series, but this year it's not. New this year is the Governor's Cup in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is going to take place the last few days of the 2023 season, September 28th through 30th. Sioux Falls will take the top four from Puyallup and the top eight in the playoff standings. You might be thinking, well, Taylor, the cutoff for Puyallup already happened. So is it the top eighth as of August 28th, like it was for Puyallup, the top 23? Good question, but no, it's not. The top eight in the standings going to Sioux Falls is based off of the series standings as of September 18th. That means playoff rodeos are still going on. Hermiston, Oregon, Sykeston, Missouri, Logan, Utah, Caldwell, Idaho, Canby, Oregon, Gooding, Idaho, Kennewick, Washington, Trimonton, Utah, Bremerton, Washington, Filer, Idaho, Ellensburg, Washington, and Walla Walla were all tour rodeos that recently happened, and up next are Pendleton and Abilene. So, why does Puyallup and Sioux Falls, of course, really matter? Money. (laughs) It's all about the money. Puyallup has a purse of $144,000 for the team roping, which breaks down to $72,000 per side. And Sioux Falls, the Governor's Cup, that's going to pay a million dollars across eight events, which means for the team roping, there's a $244,444 purse, aka $122,222 on both ends. Oh, and don't forget about the entry fees that go toward the added money as well. So all of my rambling there is to say that Puyallup and later Sioux Falls 
have the capacity to really shake things up for the world standings. So who's going to Puyallup? Like I said, you can check out our article that just went out last week on who's going to Puyallup. Or if you stay listening, I've got it for you. In Puyallup, you've got Cole Thomas and Clay Green, Ren Richard and Jeremy Bueller, Coy Rallman and Jonathan Torres, Andrew Ward and Buddy Hawkins, Junior Dees and Caleb Hendricks, Cody Snow and Ross Ashford, Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin, Cash Duty and Sid Spore, Nelson Wyatt and Trey Yates, Clint Summers and Jake Long, Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe, Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith, Josh Siggins and Corey Hendrick, Jake Smith and Douglas Rich, Eric Rogers and Paul Eves, Luke Brown and Hunter Cook, Kevin Daniel and Travis Graves, Jake Clay and Tyler Worley, Brent Hall and Peyton Bray, Marcus Terrio and Cole Curry, Dustin Agasquiza and Levi Lord, Clay Smith and Colby Payne, Derek Begay and Coulter Todd, and finally, Triggers and Junior. Some of you may now be thinking, um, Taylor, I think you messed up some of those team pairings. Nope, that's how they're matched up in Pialop, so it's going to be really interesting. Now let's get into the nitty gritty. How is this going to affect the standings? Or more specifically, who is this going to affect? If you look at those world standings, really, I don't want to jinx things, but those top guys are more than likely safe for the finals. But what we're really keeping our eyes on are those bubble guys. That's who we're thinking of when we think of Pialop and Sioux Falls affecting guys in the standings. So for example, on the head side, Clay Smith sits number 16 in the world standings with $79,085.86 on the year, but he's going to Pialop with a chance for big money, and he's number five in the playoff standings, meaning he is on track to open Sioux Falls. Again, I don't want to jinx anything. Luke Brown is number 17th in the world standings with $78,599.09, but he's also going to Pialop. He is number 14 in the playoff standings, though, so he's going to need some big playoff rodeo hits to move into the top eight of the standings, or, which is also very likely, we all know Luke Brown and Hunter Cook can get it done, they're going to need a top four finish in Pialop to get to Sioux Falls. Junior Dees is in a similar boat to Clay Smith. Junior sits number 18th in the world standings with $76,513.34 one on the year, but he's going to Pialop, and he also sits number nine in the playoff standings. So he's right on the Sioux Falls bubble, just going off of qualifying off of the standings, of course. On the heel side, things get pretty interesting. Justin Davis is number 15th with $77,548.47 one on the year. But he didn't get into Pialop, and he's 44th in the playoff standings. So Sioux Falls may also not be in the future for him, which means the next few weeks are going to need to be big outside of those playoff radios, of course, which we all know is definitely possible for Justin, not at all counting him out at all. Tyler Worley is number 16th with $76,568.64 one on the year, and he's going to Pialop thanks to his NFR Open win. But looking at playoff series standings, he is 47th, which means Sioux Falls may be off the table for Worley as well. Again, though, we know Worley isn't out of the NFR conversation. Ross Ashford is going to Pialop too, and he's number 17th in the world standings with $76,513.34 on the year. He's number 12 in the playoff standings, so he's not necessarily out of the conversation for the top eight standings either. What's super important to really keep in mind here too is just how tight those bubble standings are. There isn't a whole lot separating those guys on the bubble, so it's easier for those standings to get shaken up by the playoff rodeos, of course. Also to note, none of what I just said is bashing anyone or implying anything bad on anyone, of course. 
It's simply just talking money and standings, nothing else. All the guys I've mentioned are rank and definitely can get themselves to a 2023 NFR appearance. We'll be keeping you guys updated on how Pialop goes, and we've got the story on Driggers and Junior's huge Northwest weekend, including their Ellensburg win, coming at you shortly, so make sure you're paying attention to our socials as the week rolls on. I hope you'll have a great week, and thanks so much for letting me ramble to you guys. 